0: Welcome to Generation Now, a podcast covering a wide variety of topics, but always with the same end goal in mind, to give you something you can use to help you live your best life. You have me, Lauren, behind the mic, and I'm so excited to be on this journey with you because there's no better time to start making positive change than now. It's like a conversation, but make it a podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 53 of Generation Now. I realized that last week was episode 52 which is like officially one year's worth of episodes and I didn't even acknowledge it. So happy one year to Generation Now or happy one year's worth of episodes. Thank you. If you've listened to every single episode, do you know you've listened to a year's worth of weekly episodes, that's crazy. I love each and every one of you who is listening right now. It, no matter when you started listening, of course, I'm a little bit biased and I would love to suggest that you go listen to all of the episodes from the very beginning But if this is your first episode, welcome, welcome to this amazing community of like-minded people who are just trying to live our best lives and every single week I try to give you something along with some absolutely amazing guests to help you start living your best life because we're not waiting for anything that, no, we're not waiting around. The time to start is absolutely right now. So welcome. I hope you've had a really amazing week and this week I like when you guys tell me what to talk about, it makes, I just love interacting with you and I want to give you what you want to hear, so that's what I'm going to do this week. I asked you on my Instagram if you wanted to hear about reading and books or branding tips and the majority was branding tips and I love branding, I'm kind of like a geek when it comes to that, like any branding, design, graphic design, web design communication social media anything like that my brain just gets so excited about it so I'm excited to talk to you about it today and but there were still a few people who wanted to hear about reading so I definitely think I'm gonna do that in a different episode but I will just for all those people who voted don't worry fret not I have you covered I have been reading so much lately it's I don't know I used to read a lot and then I kind of stopped and now I'm just I'm all in again Amazon must love me because I order books from there like every single week and I just love it so much. So anyways, I have been putting out, well, I've put out a couple uh, book reviews on my Instagram, Instagram Reels at Generation Now Podcast, also TikToks at Generation Now podcast. On TikTok and Instagram. And so, if you do want to see more about books or like some of my recent reads and some of my thoughts on them, then you can go over there and check it out. And I think I'm going to start doing that like more regularly because they seem, everyone on there seems to like them. And I obviously read, so I like to do something with that knowledge. So, I'm going to be doing that more regularly, some reviews and then also just some series that I've read in the past, like complete series, because isn't it like the most maddening thing when you start a series and then it's like not complete, but you didn't even know it wasn't complete when you started. I've done it twice this year so far and my brain itches because I need to know what's going to happen next. Jennifer L. Armentrout, I'm mostly talking to you. I There's a month Wait, just a month left until the next book and I swear I'm going to be thinking about it every single day until that book comes out and I can get my hands on it and start reading it. I may even take that day off. Don't tell my boss, but I may just have to take that day off just so I can read that book. I know all of you Akatar fans did that this past week with the Court of Silver Flames, so don't judge me for it. Anyways, we're going to get into more of this episode in branding tips. So if you are starting your own business, you've started your own business, but maybe you need a little bit of a brand refresh, or maybe it's your personal brand. It doesn't have to be a business or like a a consumer sales goods type area. It can be your personal brand. It can be your service-based business, or it can be your product-based business. But I'm going to give you some of like the high level Things to keep in mind when you're doing branding to help create that cohesive look. You know, like when everyone goes on your feed or on your website or if you're an in-person store, when they walk through your store, bricks and mortar, everything like flows and you can all tell that it's from the same brand. And why is this important, you ask? Well, it really helps build customer loyalty and brand recognition and brand recognition is what you want Think of one of like the best things I think you can use is starbucks for brand recognition Everyone if you see that green little lady You're like that's starbucks and why do people keep going back to starbucks? Why do people why are they so loyal? A huge part of it is brand recognition So that is why you why you want to make sure your branding is spot on And i'm gonna help you do that today so First, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a rundown of what's going to happen in this episode. So I'm going to give you some high-level branding tips and then I'm going to delve more into software and like kind of the more nitty-gritty of how you can actually make it happen so if that's something that you want to learn more about then make sure you stick around to the very end but first off just some high level areas and things to keep in mind is the first thing you're going to want to do is build a brand voice that is consistent across platforms and what do i mean by brand voice that's every time a word is written about your brand from your brand any any outward communications that you're doing and if you have a large brand with lots of internal employees as well then It may be slightly your internal voice and your external brand brand voice might be slightly different, but it's important to make sure that they're consistent. So every email marketing campaign that you run every social media post every blog post it's really important to make sure that it's consistent and that it sounds like if you were talking to a person think of your brand as a human if you were talking to them how would they talk you know when you're talking to your friends and they just kind of say certain things or you can tell that that thought is from them and you can tell that that's the language that they use, that's the vernacular that they use, that's the tone that they use most often. Think of your brand as a person. Think of all of those things, how it would say, how it would sound, what it would say, and then use that voice for everything that you write so that everyone, whether they're scrolling across on their Instagram feed, maybe they're just scrolling quickly and or they're just skimming their captions, then they can tell it to you. It's like, oh yeah, that's so-and-so like love them follow them like that picture I'm gonna go check out their website I'm gonna bookmark this and read it later so that's really important to make sure that you have that consistent brand of voice and then make sure that your primary logo and secondary logos and you may even be in a situation where you have a tertiary logo as well Um, generally a primary and a secondary is a good idea because you can use that larger primary logo for like things that have the space to allow it. So if you're, I'm thinking bricks and mortar, your sign, your your front sign, is gonna have your full logo on it. If you have any sort of like header on your website, that's gonna have your full logo on it. Anything that really is that high visibility, high traffic area is gonna have your full logo. But then there's also places where, the space just isn't there for it. So you're going to want to have a secondary logo that could be uh, a tag. If you have tags, bricks and mortar store, then you or I guess it can be online. So many places have tags. Um, so if you have that, then you're going to want to have a smaller logo. Your social media icons are going to be smaller. If you have any sort of letterhead that you're doing, you might want to use a smaller logo for that or a secondary logo. And then there are certain times, depending on how your logo is set up, that you may have a tertiary logo as well. And this is probably going to be used the least often, but let's say you have like a really horizontally long logo or a vertically high logo, then you may want to have like a, a secondary logo that's smaller version of that, but then a tertiary logo that's like more square in design just because it's more applicable to different places. Either way, no matter, I wouldn't do more than a tertiary logo, um, Either way, I want all of your logos to make sure that they're consistent. And how are you going to do that, you ask? Um, With a color palette and font palette that is really honed in. You don't really need to go too far on this. You don't have to go crazy. I think simplicity is really key here because the simpler your color palette is, the simpler your fonts are, the less fonts and colors you use, the more easily recognizable your brand is going to be i'm going to use an example of nike nike can just use a swoosh they don't even have to like that's i mean at one point it was like their tertiary logo i'm sure but now they just have to use that because they've stuck to that one thing for so long and done it so well that that's all they need now it's not there's not a thousand different colors a thousand different fonts happening a bunch of different logos no they just have that one iconic logo so really really helps to build brand recognition and i talked about that in the beginning that's what you want that's the goal of all of this so with your color palette you're going to want to choose i would say two to three like main colors for your logo and then you're going to choose some accent colors as well um for me this generally looks like let's just say i'm going to use three for my primary logo and then i'll choose a dark like sometimes it's black sometimes it's a charcoal gray um sometimes it's a navy blue depending on what you're doing so you're going to want to choose one dark accent color one light accent color and that can even be like an off-white it doesn't have to be like super you know like I said you don't have to get super crazy with it And then you may want to choose a middle color, but I think five to six colors overall with two to three main colors is where you're going to want to stick to. And then you're going to do the same with your fonts as well, except you need even less. This is like good news. You don't need to, it's not intimidating. It's not scary. It's actually super simple. The more simple, the better overall. And you're going to choose two to three fonts. Um, Personally, and I think this is just my preference, but it depends on what your uh, specific brand and your vision for it is. But I love picking one serif font, one sans-serif font, and one script to use in my brand and in my branding so that you can easily tell that it fits with my brand. And those are generally, like I said, you're going to use those fonts and those colors in your logo. You're going to use them on all of your social media posts. And no, this is not like a Bible like script prescription that you have to use for everything Um, these are just really general best practice guidelines but everything that I've just mentioned so far your color palette your font palette your primary and secondary logos your brand voice you're going to use that absolutely everywhere so that you can help build that brand recognition And like I said, I think it's almost easier because it's not this intimidating thing. You're really just picking from, you're going to build a really solid foundation and then that's going to make everything you do, every post you make, every blog post you do, every email you send, every website update, every new page you have to create, every new product design, like it's all going to fit together so nicely. So... Those are my kind of high level branding guidelines and then now I'm going to get into the more nitty-gritty of software and how you can actually make this happen. So for your color palette one of my favorite websites to use it's called coolers c-o-o-l-o-r-s and just type that into google you'll get the Color palette creator, and you can actually, it's really cool. So you can see like pre designed color palettes on there, but you can also, if you have, you're like, Oh, I want navy in my logo, like that's what I'm gonna do. You can put that color into a color palette, lock it in place, and then it'll auto generate colors that go well with it. And then you can just kind of keep, like, you find the second color that you want, lock that in place, and then keep generating and keep like having the colors pop up until you get that logo that you like so it's cooler c-o-o-l-o-r-s dot co and you'll be able to start your very own color palette there and then in terms of now you have your color palette now you know what you're doing with your branding how are you actually going to create it so two pieces of software well one larger family of software and one smaller piece of software if you if this is your first time doing it if it kind of intimidates you a little bit or you're not looking to spend a ton of money at this moment investing in your branding or graphic design then i think canva is a really good resource for that And I haven't been on there in a while. I'm not going to lie, but I used to use it all the time before I got more familiar with Adobe, which I'm going to dive into in just a second. But I would use Canva and they have, you can actually upload your color palette to it to keep everything in one spot. And then they do have a really nice array of fonts that you can choose from and some pre-done clips or graphics and Stock images as well, so it is a really good option. And I want to say the paid version is like seven to eight dollars a month, and that even offers you to integrate your branding more, like with predetermined color palettes, um, type fonts that you want in there. Um, So it'll help you a little bit that way. But their free version, I think, is really well, really good as well. And then if you're not like brand new to Design, or you want to, you know, just zhuzh it up a little bit more, or if you're like me and you're like an absolute control freak, which I 120% am, then I would invest in the Adobe Suite. I'm not sure that you need all of them, depending on what you're doing. Um, The two that I would really recommend taking a look at are Adobe Illustrator and Adobe Photoshop. So if you do a lot with photos and that's your main type of graphic that you're going to use or your that's what your brand voice makes the most sense with then I would use photoshop because you're you can have your photos it's really great for editing your photos in there and like making them look consistent and then you can also add graphics and vector images on top Now Photoshop for me, and you can also make GIFs in there and video. You can kind of do like, has a simple timeline feature. So if that's something that is going to make the most sense for your brand, then integrate it into there. Honestly, Photoshop drives me crazy most days. So it's not my number one, but I also do a lot more work with graphics and graphic design. So in that sense, if, like I said, most of your business and it makes sense for your brand to be mostly graphics and especially now with COVID and everything, I think lots of people are leaning more towards graphics just because it's so hard to to take pictures now with some of the restrictions out there. Then Adobe Illustrator is for you. You have like almost complete control over everything. So you can create your own graphics in there. Um, you can add your photos. You can do some basic image editing as well so it's not like you're totally losing that feature on there but what I really like about it is you can embed everything in there because if you don't know with Adobe you have a couple options you can link your files or you can embed them. If you link your files, if something happens to that original file, you move it, you change its name, you delete it, then you've lost it from your working Adobe file as well, which is sometimes super maddening. But it's sometimes helpful if you are kind of editing in separate ways and like editing on the go, then it automatically updates in the file for you. But with Illustrator, you can actually embed your uh, photos in there. So if you something does happen to get deleted or you happen to change the name on it then you don't have to go relink every single time so it's a little more um i would say beginner friendly in that sense because you don't have to or if you're like scatterbrained like i am half the time and i'm like oh i'm just going to change the name of this file because i need to send it to so and so and then i open my adobe file and i'm like oh my god yeah i linked it in here so now i have to go update it if organization maybe is not your strongest suit which it's okay we uh, it's not mine either in terms of files then I would suggest illustrator and make sure that you embed your images so those are like my main graphic or like creation pieces that I would give you um, or that I would suggest you using when you're starting out or even if you're a little bit more intermediate or advanced and what's nice about, now I'm gonna go into some Adobe hacks because if you are like, yes, I wanna do Adobe, um, but I'm a little bit on like the beginner side or intermediate side, I'm gonna give you some like life-changing hacks while well, they are life-changing for me um, to be able to just like navigate the program easier. So if you're gonna put an image or a file into your, Working illustration like on Illustrator or Photoshop, your working file, then you're gonna it's file place, it's not file open like it is in every other program, it's file place. And I believe the shortcut is command D, that will save you so much time instead of just going back and because if you do file open, it wants you to actually open a new working file. So you're gonna wanna do file place. The second one is the eyedropper tool. Oh, it is a lifesaver. So if you, the eyedropper tool basically is like a mimic tool. It The shortcut in Illustrator is eye, but also on your tools panel, it has, it like actually looks like a little eyedropper. So you click that, you click the thing that you want to change the color of, change the font, whatever it is. And then, so you click that, you click or you click I, or you select the eyedropper tool, and then you go to whatever that color is that you want. So you have your color palette, let's say loaded into Illustrator. You just click over that color and it'll change the color for you. It's absolutely magical, works with fonts as well. It will mimic that font of whatever you click on the eyedropper tool, makes life so much easier. So those are like kind of the, well, those are like really big time savers for me. And then if you are looking for some graphics or like even inspiration, I love uh, Freepik, F-R-E-E-P-I-K. And you can kind of like get inspiration from there or you can um, get vectors from it that you credit or they have premium as well where you don't have to credit for them. So if you're looking for like some graphics there or some inspiration for it, then check that out. And then in terms of stock photos, And copyright-free photos. I like using Unsplash. Um, Anyone who's... Everyone already probably knows this. But the second one that I found recently that I've been starting to use is called Pixabay. And they also have a really amazing range of photos that are all CCO licensed. So if you are just a little crash course... No, you don't want a crash course. I'm going to tell you just the one thing. So for um, copyright... Creative commons is how you're able to use is like the license that you can use some photos under, but there's all different kinds. It goes from like CCO to CC four, I think. And all of the different ones in there are like you can use, but with different stipulations. So some of them you have to attribute the author. Some of them you can alter with attribution to the author. Some of them you can't alter. Some of them you can use for commercial. Some of them you have to use, it like, can't be used commercially. Um, so but cco creative commons zero can be used without attribution to the photographer so thank you to every single photographer out there who puts their photos up under cco i absolutely love you and you are a lifesaver so those are like my big tips for today in terms of branding how to actually do it, and then like just kind of some of my favorite software pieces. So if you are a small business, personal brand, larger business, whatever it is, I really hope you got some value out of this. And I also, I'm just going to do a little shameless plug for my communications and digital creative agency, which is Generation Digital Communications. And there I, so if you liked anything you heard in this episode, or you think and you want a little bit more help with it or even if you just want to chat further with me about something like a specific question related to your brand then please reach out to me there you can reach out by emailing hello at Generation Digital Communications.com, or you can head on over to Instagram at Generation Digital comms, because the name is too long for an Instagram handle. Clearly, didn't think that one through. Um, but you can head over there and you can send me a message as well. I'm super responsive in both ways. So, yeah, if there's anything that you want to hear more about, or like I said, questions specifically for your business or you want to work further with me then please head on over there and I also like to share um, tips as well just on my regular feed about like oh top three top three things you need to know about branding or just like some other why it's important to have branding like why strong branding is important what to keep in mind while writing an Instagram question um, I like to share like some tips like that as well. So head on over there if you want to learn more or you can go to generationdigitalcommunications.com as well to kind of see like the overall website and some of the packages that we offer. And yeah, I think that's all I have for you today. I will link everything down below that I've talked about. So I'm going to link the uh, all the Generation Digital information. So if you have any further questions, but I'm also going to write down some of those Website and software names. So if I did not enunciate clearly during this, or you're driving or whatever, and didn't have time to write it down, or if you're like me and you don't have any memory because I don't, I wouldn't remember anything two seconds after I heard it, then please just refer to the show notes and you'll be able to see everything there. But otherwise, I really hope that you're having an amazing week so far. And for all of my fellow readers out there, don't worry, I got you. I definitely we'll just like keep talking about it because now that I've even heard, I'm like, if even one person votes yes on this, I'm going to talk about it for the rest of my life in some capacity. So thank you to everyone who voted overall for it. And I really hope that the people who voted for branding and that are listening to this got something really useful out of it. And for my readers, head over to my Instagram and TikTok at Generation Now podcast, and you can see some of my latest book reviews and let's be honest, I'm probably going to talk about it next episode anyways, so yeah, that's all I have for you today, make sure you take a screenshot of this episode, uh, posting your Instagram stories, take me a Generation L Podcast, and if you have any further questions, please do not hesitate to reach out whatsoever, I love chatting with you, and if you have any book recommendations, like if you've been reading anything lately, I am into fantasy, sci-fi, and really cheesy romance novels that I don't like if you have like a shameless romance novel that you've read and you're like no 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 like I don't even want to talk to anyone else about like I don't want to admit that I read it because they're going to judge me no those are the recommendations that I want because I am yeah I'm read shamelessly read cheesy romance novels and I refuse to be ashamed by it that's all I have thank you so much for listening Um, your support honestly means so much to me and I try to say it every episode. Um, but I really want you to know that I love each and every week that we get to sit down and chat. And as always, I hope you have an amazing week until we talk again next Thursday.